0: Let the admonishing commence.
1: This is a podcast. This is produced by medical professionals who also have type 1 diabetes. First and foremost, we are two type 1s trying to spread the word about life and diabetes.
2: Please do not go off and do anything we discuss without first talking to your own diabetes care provider.
1: Because it works for us does not mean it will work for you. Sometimes it doesn't even work for us
0: you have been duly admonished. Now sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip.
2: Oh, wait, wrong story.
1: How about we just get comfortable and enjoy the ride?
2: All righty, so
0: welcome aboard.
2: We, uh, we are around the, uh, the Dead Pancreas Society table. My name is Tim, (laughs) and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Tisha and the fabulous sound guy, Trevor. Trevor, how are you today? So
0: good. All right. How are you, Tim?
2: I cannot complain much. I'm still living. I'm still breathing. And the best thing is I don't have COVID because I got vaccinated.
0: Nice.
1: Nice.
2: Yes. So so today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, school and sports and diabetes and how all that interacts um, with uh, your life as a a person with diabetes, especially type 1. Um, So if you're a parent with a newly diagnosed diabetic uh, or child with diabetes or however you want to refer to them, um, type 1 superhero in the making, Pay attention, because you might learn something um, that can make your child's life a lot easier in school. Uh, And if you're um, a parent with a child that's had diabetes and you don't have things in place, uh, although you may not think you need them, it's better to have something and not need it than to need it and not have it. Uh, So uh, we want to make sure that everybody that has type 1 diabetes that's enrolled in some kind of school program uh, is getting the most out of their education uh, and is able to fully experience that uh, that joy of education and what it means to go to school and, and participate in extracurricular things and all of those fun things. So, um, so Tish, how did your teachers handle um, when you had a low blood sugar?
1: Um, a low blood sugar, I would just go to the nurse, I would tell them wasn't their responsibility to handle and right. I knew I needed to go to the nurse so I'd go to the nurse.
2: So you you but you had that understanding with them you they they didn't question yeah when you needed as to go. As
1: far as I know yes.
2: But they never stopped you. Um, Sorry
1: somebody, guys. Somebody that's my has dialogue. another
2: opinion. Um, <laughs> but they, they never prevented you or made it difficult for you or, or gave you reason to not want to you know Tell them, hey, I need to leave.
1: No. Um, A lot of teachers, I was like towards middle school and high school, I was able just to walk out of class and just go and they knew.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, And and that's how it should work.
2: Um, But there are teachers out there who think that maybe you're just trying to get out of class. Um, And so you're using it as an excuse.
1: Work the same with my high blood sugars, too. Mm -hmm. I don't feel good. I need to go to the nurse or I would just leave. Right. So it wasn't just for hypers or hypos, it worked for both ways. Right,
2: right. And so, um, you know, as we know with high blood sugar, you've got that uh, increased thirst and of course increased urination. So it means you may have to go to the restroom. And um, I know that was a real, um, that was a real challenge in school with teachers letting kids go to the bathroom. Um, And so uh, one of the things we're going to talk about uh, is the 504 plan uh, which is part of, uh, of the Disability Act from 1973. Um, and those are things that schools have to provide the, the child with diabetes. Now the 504, uh, excuse me, is the Rehabilitation Act, not the, uh, not the Disability Act. Uh, Section 504, the Rehabilitation Act from 1973. Um, it's not specific to diabetics, it's specific to individuals with uh, disabilities. And diabetes is listed as a disability because it can impair our ability to function normally in our life skills. So, if our blood sugar goes down, we have difficulty thinking. We have difficulty doing uh, physical tasks. If our blood sugars go up, then um, we have difficulty thinking and um, staying awake and and those things. So. Um, one of those things that's included in this uh, 504 is that they have to allow a person with diabetes um, access to the bathroom as needed as well as water breaks. So if we need to get something to drink uh, because our blood sugars are up, they have to let us go to the water fountain um, as students. Um, now, I uh, I worked a, a summer camp uh, where uh, Solomon Schechter was um, where the students, and that's a a private um, uh, Hebrew-run school, and they have a really cool approach to um, their students, and um, their students can eat and drink all day long. That's awesome. In class, yeah. Um, And so that was never an issue, but they did have a a young man who was uh, on a pump, Uh, so it was kind of uh, fortunate that I was the camp nurse. Because uh, he was having issues while he was there. That was, there were issues of him being um, prepubescent. <laughs> and his body was doing its own thing and didn't care what the pump was saying. Yeah. Um, but they there was no... He, he could come and go as he pleased. He could drink whenever he wanted. He could eat whenever he wanted. Um, he had a minder uh, that was just part of their, their deal. They wanted to make sure he was safe. But um, they didn't really interfere with what he was doing. Um, I know when I was diagnosed, so that was uh, 1980, um, it was an issue of going to the bathroom yeah, and getting something to drink because um, Trevor and I were discussing therapies and, and things of that nature, and insulin wasn't what it is today. Uh, it was not as good and as powerful as it is today. And uh, my provider wanted to keep me on the little on the high side, so upper 100s, 200, so that I didn't drop. Okay. But hmm. it also made me thirsty and yeah. have to go to the bathroom. And um, in 1980, in, in fifth and sixth grade, well, fifth grade, 80, um, that was an issue you know, because my teachers didn't understand. You know, mm-hmm. there was only one other student, and he was younger than I was, that had type 1. Um and at that time, that was unusual, to have another kid in the school with diabetes. Yeah. Um, and so you know, it, it was a it was a fight with my, my parents with this with the administration to say if Tim needs to go to the bathroom, it's because he needs to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Or if he needs to get something to drink, and some of the classrooms actually had water fountains. Did your classrooms have water fountains in the classroom?
0: No. Did your classrooms have water fountains in the classroom, strip Inside the classroom. Uh, at the sink. Yeah. They have water fountains. A sink in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Like in wow. the science lab. But not in your regular classrooms? Not that so I can ever remember. Did you go to school in portables? Being at one place. At I one did. place. In Colorado Springs I did. Okay. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, well, so in, in Baltimore, um, majority of the classrooms had sinks. Mm-hmm. full things but they also had a water fountain attached to it so that the kids didn't have to leave to go get a drink so getting a drink was not an issue because you could just get up and go because it was right there you weren't leaving the class but going to the bathroom is a whole other story um and so you know as a kid you have to go to the bathroom you go to the bathroom um and you have diabetes well by the time you get back you're thirsty again and so that cycle didn't make sense to the teachers like well if you just stop drinking you wouldn't have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And that ain't how it works kids. <laughs> um, you, you know we we could just not drink oh, all day God. and then we still have to. I love that that's go. the
0: problem they chose to solve. Just I love institutional reasoning. Yeah, it's great.
2: Um so I I know my my mother um Took that challenge on and and that got solved eventually. Um, So I didn't have to worry about that. But um, I didn't go low frequently just because of the therapy. Um, Yeah. uh, Maybe after phys ed, I got low just because that was the nature Mm -hmm. of things, activity. And um, we didn't really have like plans Mm -hmm. of, okay, well, today's PE, so you're going to take less insulin. Just that wasn't, you you needed to maintain your insulin. Yeah. Um, And what we, probably should have done was eat more, Uh, but that wasn't in a plan. We didn't have a 504 even though it was 1980. Um, Mm -hmm. We just kind of went about our our business. Um,
0: So, uh, yes?
1: No, just like how you're saying how you went low just like after pee, but you didn't do your insulin. So for me, it was really different. Like, even to this day, I can't take any insulin before I work out. I'll crash. Right. Like during cheerleading, I'd go low in the middle of cheerleading PE. Right. It was always super fun. Were you the a no, oh. was a flyer. No, I was the base. You were the base, even worse. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was on Tish's crashing, so it was the pyramid.
1: Yeah. So it was different. Even like when I wear my insulin pump, I'd have to take off my insulin pump an hour or maybe like 30 minutes before because I'd go low and wear it off the whole time. Right. Because I'd crash. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out why, even if we adjusted basal rates and had certain limit, carb limits and stuff, I still go yeah. low. I remember those.
2: So your body was really reactive to exercise. It
1: still is. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so as long as you're aware, you don't get hypo-unawareness. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you keep your lows to a, a um, small amount, so yeah. your body still can react to them. Um, I didn't participate in sports, that wasn't my thing, um, I hated PE, um, so you know, like I said, if I, if I got low, it was because of PE probably, um, eating was not an issue for me, mm-hmm. um, so my, my mother always packed my lunch, uh, so I always had the things I was supposed to have. Uh, and and. At that time, we were doing exchange lists, so I had the exact amount of food that I needed. Yeah. Um, and no more, no less. Um, so, and I've never had a severe hypo, um, so I've never had anybody need to assist me uh, with the hypo in, in my entire 40 years. I've never needed somebody to take over. I have asked people to help me just because it's easier um, at certain points. But I've never had somebody have to come in and take over, Um, you know. um,
1: I don't remember if I've had a severe hypo. I know I did go high, have to leave the classroom, check blood sugar, and take insulin. But I don't ever know if it was severe enough to where a parent had to go to
2: school. Right, right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I've experienced the high thing too when I, well, I'm sure throughout most of my school because of of the therapy that I had, um, but I remember uh, being in finals my senior year. Yeah. Well, no, wait, i take that back. That was my junior year, so I didn't take finals senior year. Um, my finals junior year um, in chemistry of, of all the blasted <laughs> finals that I have to take, um, I have no idea what my blood sugar was, but I know that it was incredibly high and I could not focus one bit on that test. Um, and I went to private school for high school, so they didn't give a crap. Um, Carter Gibbons, I still love you, but y- you didn't give a crap about my diabetes um, and what needed to happen and that, you know, I, I was in a state where I could not take that test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I barely passed the thing. Oh, so, I mean, I passed the class, so I must have barely passed the exam. Um, I was not good at chemistry, so um, that's why I say I must have passed Neither the exam, um, didn't like chemistry whatsoever, but um, you know, I, and, and in college I had highs because um, mm-hmm. that also goes along with um, having a bowl of ice cream and a Diet Coke for breakfast every morning.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, hand in hand. Yeah. Best friend.
2: Um, you know, so, I mean, I have a, a day in college that's documented that my blood sugar was 800. Ouch. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm
2: yeah it was not fun. um I don't remember that day uh, mm-hmm. just because I was in a fog um,
1: when you went to school, did you have a glucagon pen?
2: No, no no, it was never prescribed for me okay um and I don't know why they they never prescribed a glucagon pen uh, and I never needed it like I said i never i yeah. think had I had an episode where they needed to call nine one one to get a glucagon injection, then I would have had one mm-hmm um but i never had a glucagon prescription
1: okay never ever did you ever i had one all throughout schools all throughout did you ever school. have to use it not that i'm aware of no
0: <laughs>
1: okay i don't think so anyways that i gotta text my mom and ask her that one um no i never had to do that but i did have my own little cabinet at the nurse's office with all my snacks yep. and my glucose tabs right. and right. My juicy juice boxes
2: and if you were the only diabetic that was cool so yeah you had um, your own like, i mean i I've, I've um i've been a school nurse um, uh, in many schools and we've had many diabetics and they each get a section of the cabinet
0: yeah um, no. which,
2: is, cabinet. which is cool of the cabinet yeah um and but i know for them and and i had no say because i was um i was a temp nurse mm-hmm. so there there's a company in baltimore that provides school nurses to, oh. So after the school nurse says I can't come in, and they go and they go through all the temp, all the the nurses on their list mm-hmm. that say no, I don't want to get paid fifty dollars a day to go and take care of everybody. Um, then they call this company, and they pay us a hundred some dollars a day instead. Huh. But um, you know the kids weren't allowed to keep their insulin on them they had to keep it in the nurse's office. I've carried my insulin with me since I was diagnosed. It's not something you take away from me, um, but the school board said you can't. Now, they obviously yeah. were not aware of this 504 thing. Um,
1: I think for the most part, I kept mine in the nurse's office as well.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I just, and the rationale is if you need insulin, then then you should be coming to the nurse. Yeah. But as a person with diabetes, if you need insulin, you need insulin, you take it. Uh, you know, why should you interrupt your life? You have to get up from class. And, you know, I know the, the schools that I remember were big schools, two, 3,000 kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Those are big schools physically. Yeah, they are. So now that kid's got to come down to the nurse's office to test because the meter was there, too. They couldn't carry their meter with them. Um, yeah. And then take their insulin and go back to class. Well, now you've wasted twenty minutes um, when the kid could have done it themselves in the back of the classroom. Nobody would have known it, or left temporarily, going into the hall or bathroom or whatever, but not need to come to the nurse. Um, so I just I found that kind of absurd as a person that's had lifelong diabetes. That you know we're we're um, you know kneecapping them. Yeah. Because once they get out of high school, they're going to be doing their thing. Mm -hmm. They're going to be going to college. They're going to be getting jobs. Um, And that's a whole other conversation we're going to have about work and and idiots at work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bosses, namely. Um, Not my current bosses. Previous bosses. So, you know, it's... we should be allowed to take care of of ourselves and that's what the the 504 says um i
1: mean i could see it as why they want to keep it in the nurse's office like okay so kids are immature Yes, yes they see okay so they say oh yeah cool look what she has she has all this diabetes stuff yeah and then they start messing with it they want to test their blood sugars too, right. and they want to do this, and they want to do that. They want to see how you give your shots. Like it intrigues them, so they start messing with it. Yeah. So then I could see how it becomes a distraction, and why I had to go to the nurse to do that.
0: Right.
2: Right. So, I mean. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I understand that point of view, and but that's you know something as a child with diabetes. Now I'm not. not Children, yes, the little kids should be going to the nurse. Yeah, but when you're getting into high school and things, those are those are conversations and topics that you need to be addressing. You know, um, and you know it's not unusual for a child, teenager, or whatever, with diabetes to address the class in the beginning of the year, and say, "I have diabetes. These are my instruments, my tools. Don't fuck with them. Period." Um. And that usually works because if you're open to showing people how your technology works and sharing with your teachers, because there are teachers, uh, especially when pumps came out, uh, was about the same time that pagers came out. And they got all upset because your pump is going off and they think it's a pager. I can't tell you the number of stories I've seen where parents have said that, their kid has been sent to the principal's office because some jerk teacher thought they had a pager and the kid says it's not a pager it's my insulin pump i don't care go to the principal wow maybe if you would have listened to the kid you know and the same thing there are college professors do the same thing now it's gotten a lot better now that pumps have become more popular and are out there but you know, same thing. You know, your pager went off in class, and you know my policy with pagers and cell phones. You can leave now. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, or I can die.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what? Which would you like? Um, yeah,
1: one or the other. You can't have
2: both. Uh, right. Um, so, you know, there there is a happy medium uh, with living with diabetes in school, uh, but you know we we got to find that happy medium. The five or four plan uh, is. Is the answer to that and so for those of you who don't have a 504 plan with your kids um, so and I know this is kind of boring but it's just easier to read it to you so that you understand it um, so what do public schools need to do to comply with section 504 for students with diabetes and I get the, the key word there is public schools um, so private schools make their own rules um, schools must provide reasonable modifications and accommodations to policies or procedures and provide related aids and services so that students with diabetes are given an equal educational opportunity. What that means is staff members are trained to check blood glucose levels and administer insulin and glucagon. So it doesn't have to be the entire staff. It just has to be one or two staff, so that there's always somebody in the school that knows how to do that, uh, and outside of the nurse, uh, because a lot of schools now have rotating nurses. There are days when the nurse is not there, um, so a lot of times we'll have the principal, or if a child has, uh, you know, an elementary school where they don't change classes, their primary teacher will be the one that's trained um, to do that. You know, so and and we've seen um, issues in the last five years uh, where children have needed EpiPens and nobody was trained to do it um, and the board's policy was that you have to call 911 if somebody needs an EpiPen. Even if the nurse is there, nurses have been fired for giving EpiPens, even though it's within their purview to do that. Um, Because the school board says it's not, you have to call 911. That's an emergency. Um, And by the time 911 got there, the child was dead.
0: Um, Right, because their general policy is not wanting to be accountable for the students. Right. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, And so, along with the glucagon, so glucagon, for those of you that don't know, is a hormone that your body produces that causes your. Liver to dump the stored sugar, mm-hmm. uh, and will bring your blood sugar back up very quickly. Um, should you go into a seizure um, or unconscious because your blood sugar is too low, and so it's a simple process similar to the EpiPen. Um, and you know somebody in that school needs to be trained. Uh, and then there, are, you know, there are principals and, and such that say, "I don't. That's not my responsibility. I don't want to do that." Hmm. Then figure out somebody um, that, that can do that. Um, Staff members with immediate custodial care of students with diabetes are trained to recognize high and low. So custodial um, staff are those that are the teachers, the people that are in the presence of the children. So they need to be able to recognize highs and lows. Um, You know, you as a parent um, can meet with the school nurse, can meet with your local ADA and say, how do I have a meeting with all of my child's teachers? And they will bring them all in and you can teach them. The things that they need to know, because each of us has some similar um, symptoms of highs and lows, but we also have some distinct um, features of highs and lows. Um, do you have anything unique that doesn't um, meet the parameters? Um, what do you mean? So um, a lot of people will shake when they they're low, um, or they have the you know the thirst and and hunger and and peeing when they're high. Um, do you have anything that's not within the norm?
1: No, not really.
2: Okay. And, and there are you know, many diabetics who just have the norms because that's how your body reacts. Yeah. Um, you know, One that once I lost weight, I found that um, when I was low, I got hungry. And I'd never gotten hungry before. Hmm. But actual hunger. Um, and so that, that stimulated me to, okay, well, am I hungry or do I need to check? So you have to check to make sure that you're not just hungry um students are allowed to self-manage their diabetes if they are capable of doing so so your high school students your middle school students um that have had it for a while or had great education or have been to camp those kids can manage their own diabetes
1: yeah definitely um i learned a lot at camp and it taught me a lot of responsibility and by 10 i was able to give my own shots at school right I mean, I didn't need the help of a nurse or the help of a parent, and that was amazing. I was able to count my carbs and know how much to administer and all that stuff. So for the most part, it's just something you have to learn. Right. You can't lean on somebody else all the time.
2: Right. And, you know, God bless you parents. You're you're doing a great job raising kids that have diabetes, Um, but let them have some independence. Let them start to manage. You can oversee what they're doing, but let them make the decisions. Let them manage um, their day to days. Um, don't hover, uh, because all you're going to do is cause them to be deceitful. Um, you know, highs happen, lows happen. Um, don't don't give them grief over that, because then they're going to start being deceitful and and telling you what. You want to hear. You want to hear that their numbers are right in range. Yeah. And then wonder why their A1C is nine. Uh, Because they're trying to live their life. uh, And diabetes wants to live its own life. And um, the two of us have to find a happy medium between living my life and it living its life.
1: And Uh, you can't teach them how to find the happy medium. They have to find the happy medium on their own. And without that independence, if you don't let go and let them figure it out, they're going to hit their teenage years and it's not going to be pretty.
2: No, no, because they they will have figured out or if they haven't already figured out how to cheat, how yeah. to tell you and, and show you. And, and, you know, I don't know whether kids still use um, log books now because everything's digital, but, you know, before it was easy just to fake the number.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, And And now it's a lot easier to micromanage because parents can have that app on their phone for their blood sugars. Absolutely. And they can see everything when you're giving your insulin, everything. Mm -hmm. And I know if my mom did that, that'd bug me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the the time that you're trying to gain independence just in life Mm -hmm. and trying to step away from your parents when you can. And then to have your mom or dad texting you, did you take your insulin? You know your blood sugar is three hundred. Why is it three hundred? What did you do?
1: Yeah. Are um, them constantly worried, checking your numbers because right. they can, like that to me wouldn't have been able to give me the independence that it right. did. And exactly. my mom did trust me with a lot once I learned how to do things. Yeah. And I'm grateful she did.
0: Yeah,
2: I am. I have a friend back in in Maryland who runs a summer camp, diabetes summer camp for. Um, it's a sports camp, so they do sports for a whole week. Oh, that's cool. Um. And with the advent of apps and pumps and, and CGMs, um, they they had to tell the parents that when you drop your kid off, don't look at your phones because the year before, the parents were calling constantly. Johnny's blood sugar's up. Johnny's blood sugar's down. What are you doing? And he finally said to them, you know, if you'd stop calling us, we'd have time to tend to Johnny. Yeah. Um, and Johnny's doing just fine, you know. Stop looking at your phones. Let Johnny be a kid. Um, and lows happen. We don't want anybody to lose consciousness because of it, but lows happen, and we need to learn as students, as as young adults. Um, and I haven't been either of those for a long time. Um, how to manage those
0: things?
1: Yeah, and you get to the point to where in your action plan or your 504 plan, Mm -hmm. um, you could give your child that leeway to carry their own snacks for them if they're low. Um, My mom said I was able to in high school, so I would keep my juices and my crackers Mm -hmm. because I did do after-school sports. And yes, even though my coach was aware and had things for me too, I still had that to take care of myself and I knew I didn't have to wait or bother my coach or have anybody tend to me.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's it's in your bag, and if you need it, you go get it. Yeah. Um,
1: glucose tabs were my best friend in high school, kept those in my backpack.
2: Um, we had the old BD glucose tabs, which were like bricks. Ew. They didn't break when you bit into them, uh, and then trying to chew them, you know, to get them to the dissolve was even worse. Um, I carried Lifesavers, and that was what was recommended to me from the ADA. Here, have a pack of Lifesavers. Um, they, they travel well. Yeah. Um, The only problem with lifesavers is that everybody wanted one when you opened it up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or just for you. You had to share.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully you didn't need more than you had. Um, So students can fully participate in all sports, extracurricular activities, and field trips This may require that a trained staff be available to supervise or provide diabetes care. Parental attendance cannot be required as a condition of participation. And that's specific because it used to be that. Schools used to require the parents to manage everything. And if a child had to go on a field trip, the parent had to be a chaperone. Well, some parents work jobs they can't take off. Yeah. Um, or work more than one job or they just it's not it's not the parent's responsibility Um, it's, it's the school's responsibility at that point your parents send your kids to school and part of taking care of the kid at school is making sure they stay safe and that means just training somebody because we're not asking them to make dosage calculations and count carbs and all that know when your kid's going low know when your kid's going high have a plan, that 504 plan, have that action plan so that they can safely help your child. And if your child is old enough, your child should be able to tell them, I'm going low, um, I'm going to test, uh, I'm going to treat. And they should just be there to support your child.
1: Yeah. Um, So I asked my mom about field trips because I don't remember my (laughs) elementary school days (laughs) or my middle school field trips. Right. Well, I remember the fun we had, but I don't remember. Um so she said she usually went with me or my teacher was there. And my teacher would make sure that I gave my insulin or was there to help me if I needed help.
2: Okay. So your your teacher was your advocate cuz mom probably trained her. Yeah. Um, so and that's exactly what yeah, my mom it should said happen.
1: She had meetings with staff members before school started every year.
2: Right. Good, and, and that's pretty much what a, what how a 504 works. Um, parents meet with administration and teachers. Um, they have notes from the doctor. The doctor makes recommendations as to how to best um, help the child in school manage their diabetes um, without being restrictive. Um, and so it's real important.
1: And that was only for like a year and a half, and then I started giving my own shots so the teacher would just supervise,
2: really. Right. But that was part of your five 504 because you moved into that. You transitioned to that. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Tisha will be able to administer her own insulin with supervision. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but you went from somebody has to do it for you to you can do it yourself now.
1: Mm-hmm. But it was also my mom giving me that independence without mm-hmm. her saying, oh, yeah, you're fine. I would have never been able to do that.
2: Right. Right. And you've got to have, as a child, you, at some point, you have to have that independence. Because and you're going to this every day.
1: It all comes down to your parent trusting you.
0: Yep.
1: You're, you have to show your child you're, you trust them enough to do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're not
1: going to be perfect. I wasn't perfect at it. Um, they're not going to nail it. I still don't have it. Sometimes I screw up. Yep. But you have to let them learn.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, yeah, they're going to make mistakes. And, unfortunately, some mistakes can be serious. More so than their friends' mistakes. Yeah. But that's how we learn. You know, because if you if you don't allow them to to dip their toes in that pool of mistakes, when they are truly independent, they're going to go wild.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, college is a you know you need to be prepared to move into college to know what those mistakes are so that you don't make them. Yeah. You know um, and, uh,
1: also, like, I didn't tell everybody in the classroom, but tell your friends. Right. Encourage them to tell their friends. Yes. Um. I know one time in middle school, me and my really good friend, Tasha, we went to the movie theaters. We went and saw a late movie. Her mom dropped us off, said she'll pick us up after. And my blood sugar went low in the middle of the movie. Cool. But because she knew I was diabetic and yeah. she knew... She ran down right away to concession even though they were closed and she told them that I needed something. Right. And we got it all worked out. But I knew what to do. My friend knew what to do. Right. So we were all good. And then her mom felt horrible that she left us. But
0: but <laughs> even if she, she had knew been I was there, diabetic, Yeah,
2: yeah. even yeah. if she had been there, you'd have still gone low.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So
2: And the outcome would have been the same.
1: It would have.
0: So. But the
1: fact that my friend knew, and she knew that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Encourage them to tell their closest friends that they spend their right. most of their time with.
0: Exactly. They don't have
1: to tell everybody if they don't want to. Nope. But their closest friends, every day they see on a daily basis.
2: Right. The people that, that your kids are hanging with, yeah. should know what diabetes is, and you know, and that's you don't need to talk to their friends if they mm-hmm. want to talk to you. That's fine. But your kid knows what their diabetes is. It knows how to, they know how to treat it. They know how they act. Oh yeah. Um, I
1: think I told more of my friends than my mom did. And my friends told their parents. So when I would go sleep over, they're already like, Oh yeah, we know. My mom had to give them a crash course, Mm -hmm. but at that age at 10, okay, I was able to go ahead and do it.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to people's houses and slept over and, um, I remember what my mother told the parents was Tim knows how to deal with it
1: um, yeah, for the most part she knows it. what she's doing
2: yep pretty much and yeah.
1: I would measure my food at their houses and right have the what is it like three-fourths cup cereal cup of milk I would yeah. measure it out yeah that's
2: their fun on a Saturday morning measuring yeah. cereal was, never yeah,
1: not so at so. all yeah. they're like that's all you're gonna eat do you want more <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: no that's all I want
0: that's not really all I want. That's all I'm going to eat. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, just give your kid the independence. You know, the, they're they're going to manage.
0: Um, oh yeah.
2: You know, in and out of school. Um, so we talked about this. Um, students may take extra trips to the bathroom or water fountain. So that's written into the act. You know, they they should be allowed and given permission to do that. Um, extra absences absences. Bleh, bleh, bleh. For medical appointments and sick days are permitted. So them needing to go to the endocrinologist or the retinologist or the podiatrist or whomever they need to see for their diabetes should not be counted against them in their attendance, because they have to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and much like um, you know, you as the parents, uh, if you if you work in a in a big enough I don't say big enough but a, a a company that's large enough to qualify for family medical leave, um, you should be filling that paperwork out because you can use that to take your child to the doctor's. Now, you still have to use your leave, but you're protected. Yeah. Your boss can't say, no, you can't do that. You can you can take your kid to the doctor's, um, and that's protected under the Family Medical Leave Act.
1: I just always remember my mom getting the doctor's note everywhere we went doctor's note right doctor's yeah that you were there
2: and yeah
1: yeah so i was able to make up my work even though i was able to do it anyways they're always very lenient with me right um doctor's note doctor's note i did though in high school when i got pregnant um the school that i was at suggested well i was going to go there anyways because my mom said it probably worked out better yeah um to go to New Futures cause they're a little bit more lenient and they were afraid of how much school I was going to miss with all my appointments.
0: Right, right.
1: So I did go to New Futures. Um, New Futures is a young teen mom high school. Right. And um, it, they are right, I did have to go to a lot and they did right. work with me and my teachers would get my homework ready and somebody would go pick it up. Right. But it was a lot harder.
0: Yeah, well, absolutely,
1: hard. so
2: not only yeah. being pregnant and then those increase doctor's visits but being diabetic on top of that yeah so uh, you know increase that but they can't they can't count it against you because of your 504 so and that's why you need to have the 504 because mm-hmm. it has to be included in there otherwise you're not protected by the 504 um, in the rehabilitation act so you need to get that 504 on the books so that your child's Absences aren't counted against them if it's medically related or diabetes related, um, and then lastly, it's academic adjustments for classroom time missed for medical appointments, testing, or because of periods of high or low blood sugars are made. So, like in my case, of course, I went to private school; it wouldn't have mattered. But I should have been able to take that test again when my blood sugars were yeah. stable, uh, but I wasn't, and so. Um, same thing as if, if you're testing and you drop low, you are not going to perform well and you're probably going to have to stop anyway to get um, treatment and mm-hmm. now you're missing time. Um, but you need to have it in your 504. You need to be protected by that 504.
1: Yeah. I was, I'd was. i always leave my class period before lunch about 10 minutes early to go test my blood sugar and then meet everybody in the courtyard.
2: Right. Yeah. And you figured it out. Yeah. I mean, I, I never um, hid my testing, you know, once I got into high school, um, I had a meter and, and things, I just whip it out in the table and test, you know, and I, mean, I, I went to a smaller school, but um, I was very open about it, okay. I, I didn't care that anybody knew, um, and the school didn't have any restrictions. Nobody cared that I had a meter or that I was carrying a needle (laughs) and my insulin and um, Nobody cared. Yeah, you know, Tim took care of himself. Again, like I said um, (laughs) earlier uh, In high school, we didn't have a school nurse Because the school was across the street from a hospital and their rationale was we're across the street from a hospital
1: I mean that makes sense I'm um, not going to argue with
2: that one. <laughs> except that hospitals don't make house calls. It's called an ambulance. Um, and the nearest fire station was like 15 minutes away. I mean, it, I remember one of our soccer players breaking his leg on the soccer field. Because somebody kicked him, snapped his leg. Oh. And it took the fire department like 20, 25 minutes to get there.
0: Yeah.
2: But the rationale was we could see the hospital, but nobody was moving him.
1: It makes a whole lot of sense.
2: I mean, so, and and I, I, you know, fortunately, I I managed myself pretty well in high school uh, until my senior year um, when I had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Um, And fortunately, I didn't have it in the school because they would let me die. Um, I, I remember going to, because we didn't have a nurse, you went to the secretary who was a mother, you know, Nurse, mother, nurse. Uh, they figured that was good enough. Um, and uh, telling her that I didn't feel well. And um, I was actually starting my process of having a heart attack. And their response was, ah, you'll be okay. Go back to class. Suck it up. Um, and uh, that, that was the response. They didn't contact my parents or anything. Just suck it up. You're a big boy. You're 18. Um, you'll be okay. Uh, and the next day I had a heart attack. So um, I was not okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Don't
1: have any experiences like that ever. All my teachers are really pretty good. And if they weren't, my mom got it fixed straight away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: um, so it, it, it was an
2: interesting high school experience. But uh,
1: I'd say so.
0: And, right. and in middle
2: school, um, I was in a bus accident and had to be hospitalized because the stress from the bus accident caused my blood sugar to skyrocket. Um, so I ended up uh, being hospitalized to get it back down. Um, that made the newspapers. How embarrassing. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I had to go to the hospital because my blood sugars were elevated. So um, so just lastly here, uh, so things that the schools should not do and the reason they're listed as should not do because they used to do it. Uh, Make family members go to school to care for a student's diabetes. Um, Transfer students to a different school to get needed diabetes care. So a lot of times they would transfer a kid out of district because their school didn't have a qualified nurse or didn't have a nurse. And so they would send the kid somewhere else because they had a nurse.
1: So I've heard of that happening now too, especially in Albuquerque. We don't have a lot of school nurses at every single school. Yeah. Or the nurses travel,
2: travel nursing, and yeah. have
1: to go to many schools yeah. a day.
2: And that's a crappy way to run your nursing, but it's due to lack of nurses being school nurses. Um, and budgeting. It's cheaper to have one nurse cover five schools than to have one nurse in each school.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but you should have one nurse in each school. Um, and I know in Maryland, um, and I speak of Maryland even though we're in Albuquerque because I'm from Maryland, um, if a school has a child with diabetes, the school must have a nurse. Plain and simple. Uh, so um, if your child is going to school where there's a nurse and you're in Maryland, there's somebody that has diabetes, and be thankful for that person with diabetes. Um, so, and then lastly, preventing students with diabetes from participating in field trips, sports, and other school-sponsored activities. And that included dances.
1: Oh, that's sad.
2: Right. Right. So you couldn't participate in any extracurricular thing unless your parents came with you. Hmm, that's <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, and so that's the reason they put them that you can't do that is because they used to do that. Uh, and I'm sure there's places still today that, that do that.
0: But I'm it, sure this whole thing is really difficult to enforce. It's tough. It is. Like.
1: You got to know your stuff. And you got to know yeah. what is legal and what is not, and yeah. that's what it comes down to.
2: And, and this is why we're encouraging you parents out there that have new diagnosed children as well as those that, that aren't participating in a 504 that you get it done, that you sit down, um, you talk to your doctor, whoever's managing your kid's diabetes, um, they're familiar with the 504. Talk to them. Say, what do we need so that my child can have a good school experience?
1: They should have a 504 Already for you? Yeah. If not?
2: Yeah. I mean, there are pre-packaged 504s that you just go and check off the things that you want, uh, cross off the things you don't. Doctor
1: signs, and that's it.
2: Yep. Um, Now, if you find, there's always the what happens if, uh, if you find that your child is being discriminated against, because remember, diabetes is listed as as a disability with the American Disabilities Act. Um, and they can be discriminated against. And it's if they're not following this 504, they're giving you grief over things. Um, the first place to reach out to is the American Diabetes Association. Just go to diabetes.org, look at kids in school. Uh, they have a whole uh, section of web pages of what is to be done and what's not to be done. And once you read through all that, then they give you contact. Who to contact in the legal department of the American Diabetes Association. They will review any discrimination. And if they agree that you or your child are being discriminated against because of the diabetes, uh, they will take that case on. uh, And they will contact the school, whomever, uh, and advise them of the law and what it means to um, follow the law versus what it could cost them to not follow it um, and there have been some major lawsuits against schools um, that's what it takes uh, yeah um, and you know uh, and, and sometimes it's because the child suffered harm because the school prevented the child from doing something right um, you know uh, or nobody wanted to learn how to use glucagon and now the child is seizing and has brain damage or dies because nobody wanted to learn how to use it. Um, and the principal didn't enforce that. So um, school should so, be fun.
1: It should be. My school is so fun. Like we were talking earlier, I was like, I don't know the answer to any of these questions I got to ask my mom. i like, I don't know because school is fun. I don't remember doing any of this. I don't right. remember if I went every day to go check my blood sugar in high school or not. Right. Um. I do know that I didn't carry my meter on me all the time until, like, I had cheerleading practice. Right. But I don't remember how I took my shots in middle school. But school was fun, and I didn't focus on my diabetes, and it wasn't an issue. It was, okay, I got to go. Go back. Live my life.
2: Exactly, because mom put things in place. Yeah. And so you were able to live your life. You dealt with... The things that caused you to go off the road a little bit, they brought you back mm-hmm. and you you lived your life. and and same with me, um, i you know I, I remember managing my diabetes um, in school, but it, it was never a big deal. And those people that knew I had diabetes, um, they never bothered me about it. Um, i made it made it a point when I was in high school that if you were my friend, you needed to know how to give insulin. Um, And so all of my friends could give insulin, not that I needed them to do it, but I taught them to draw up insulin out of the vial and and do the clear to cloudy and, um, you know, and they knew everything that they needed to do to help me. Did I ever rely on them? No, Mm -hmm. but um, just remember mom, dad, school should be fun. Your kids are going to make mistakes. They need to learn from those mistakes. Uh, and they will. They will learn. You're going to break your heart sometimes. But they're going to get through it. Um, and They're going to have fun. School was meant to be fun. so And it and, should
1: be. And just because they have diabetes, that's not an excuse not to go out and have fun. Right. My mom taught me growing up, it's not going to stop you. You still have to live your life. You just have to learn to live your life with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And
1: even growing up, one of my really good friends she passed away recently but um she we were like we're gonna go to the air force we're gonna do this we're gonna do that that weekend we went home and we looked up the requirements i was like i can't join the air force i have diabetes and she looks me dead in the eye she's like that's never stopped you before no it hasn't stopped me before and it's never gonna stop me but because it's a disability yeah i couldn't but my friend was like, it's never been an issue before. She's never right. seen it as a complication. She, we were friends for years, and yeah.
0: her Absolutely. mindset
1: was the same as mine. Well, it's never stopped you. Why, why is it stopping you now?
0: Right.
2: Well, because the government says you can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and now um, there is one commercial aircraft pilot that has type 1 diabetes. The FAA used to forbid it, and That's now they've awesome. changed the rules. So, and there are type ones in police and fire, yes, which didn't used to happen. Uh, so it's only a matter of time before the military um,
1: opens it.
2: Opens it. Now there are some rules about if you develop type one in service, um, you may not have to leave. Um, and I think uh, we'll try and talk to. I have a friend who was actually diagnosed. He was in the um, I think the Marine Corps was diagnosed with type one and was was uh, honorably discharged because of it Um, so I'd like to have a conversation with him at some point uh, if he's willing uh, to to talk about his experience um, being diagnosed in the military so um, all right do we have anything else to talk about school and sports wise
1: no I mean my experience with diabetes in school was great so great I didn't even know my mom did half the stuff that she did
0: Your mom was was the the mother superhero. (laughs)
1: Like, she did it all. I was like, "Well, you did that." She's like, "Yeah, I did that. I had to." I was like, "Oh, I didn't know."
2: (laughs) We got to give mom a big cake. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Uh, and to you, you folks out there, you know, please, if you don't have a five hundred four for your child, please get one, um, and 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 see it through. If they never use it, that's great, but know that it's it has to be there to protect them and, and give them the. The best experience they can have. Um, Trev, you got anything?
0: Schools out
2: for summer. For summer. Yeah, until next week when it starts again. <laughs> and hopefully some all the children in the like AP.
1: Yesterday.
2: Did school start yesterday?
1: Yeah, in oh, some places. Some places. Okay. Here in Albuquerque, I'm like, what's wrong with you guys?
2: Well, hopefully all the children in Albuquerque that have type one diabetes, they've got a 504 plan in place. Um, With that, uh, we wish you all a good day, a good evening, wherever you're listening from. We know we've got some listeners in Germany.
1: That's so exciting. That makes me so happy.
2: Yeah, so um, please uh, share, like, um, share it on your social media. Let people know that they should be listening. Uh, Send us some comments. Uh, You can do that on uh, on our podcast page on Anchor. Uh, Just look up the type that one type podcast and you can leave us some comments there. Our web page is in the making. Uh, You can also drop us an email at that one type podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And um, we've got lots of other topics to talk about and uh, some guests coming up, some people we think you'd like to hear. And um, if you're interested in weightlifting, we've got a weightlifter. Uh, who has an interesting origin story as well so from the square table of the dead (laughs) pancreas society um, we bid you adieu and we will see you next time have a good one
1: have a good one